You know, it ain't easy building a new, a brand new Broadway bound musical. And it seems to me it's even less easy when you're competing with a with a movie that has a couple of famous performances in it. And you, Javier Munoz, are competing with Stanley Tucci. And as soon as you came on the stage, I went, oh, f Stanley Tucci. Stanley who? <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, now in its 16th year, number 819, Mr. Javier Munoz. Javier Munoz is starring as Nigel in the Broadway-bound world premiere musical The Devil Wears Prada, with music and lyrics by Elton John and Shana Taub, and direction by Anna Shapiro. Javier is a veteran of In the Heights and was involved with the musical Hamilton from the very beginning, serving as Lin-Manuel Miranda's alternate Hamilton throughout all of its workshops, off-Broadway and Broadway performances, before taking over the role himself for over two years. Javier started our conversation by explaining how his current experience in the musical version of The Devil Wears Prada is not that different from his previous two Broadway musicals. My first two major Broadway musicals are new musicals, and, and that's In the Heights and Hamilton. So the process of putting up something brand new is, is literally the foundation of which my career has been built. And, and both of those experiences are unique because Lynn, Lynn Manuel and I have a extremely unique and 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 special and just rare uh, uh, working relationship that's literally rooted in our friendship. You know, I mean, we we can we can take that kind of process of of creating a character together, which you will never find in another creative room. You just won't, right? Yeah, <laughs> so right. the fact that we could do that together. I think that can, has always conditioned me to step into any situation with whoever, whatever the circumstances, uh, whatever delicateness there is, because there is, right? We're, we're talking about human, human beings creating together and being vulnerable together. So these spaces have to be safe. Yeah. So in those processes, how do you respectfully create with one another? And 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 the foundation with which I feel I come to everything is I've done that with Lynn all the time, yeah. right? So I I come in with that kind of that kind of love and respect for the room and for the space, and in this case, for the artist who originated a character before me, right? Right. So so there's it's not uh, it's not unusual for me. It doesn't feel it never felt out of reach. It just felt like this is what I do. Right. I see what this other artist gave, just like I would walk into a rehearsal room. Let's say we're, you know, it's it's a day. Uh, Tom, Thomas Kale directed both in the Heights and Hamilton. So let's say it's a day that, um, you know, Tommy is is uh, directing. I don't know. Um, uh, 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 I'm trying to think of a random song from 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 Hamilton. Uh, um, Aaron Burr. 
sir, right? You know, yeah. the, the, the the first interaction that 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 the two main characters have together, and the process would be, you know, either me or Lynn goes up first, and you know, whoever whoever they're building it on at that time, because Lynn would be writing a lot, sure. so if I would I would tend to be the first person up, and then you know switch it around. Lynn's watching. We talk with Tommy. Lynn goes in. I watch. I talk with Tommy. I go in. Right. So it it really is a process of what is this human being and this artist bringing, right? And then let's have a conversation. No ego, no nothing. Right. Yeah. Like this is about creation. So sitting down and looking at Stanley's performance and saying, what did he create? Where is it coming from? Right. Rewinding scenes and 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 not just being entertained by them, but sitting and and watching what he's you know the technique. What yeah. is the character that he's creating? Why did why did he say it that way? What is oh that's the intention. That's what he's trying to do with Andy. That's what he's trying to bring her. Oh, I see. Right, and then take that in and make it mine, like like yeah. I do. You know, so that, that was it. I well, and even if you even if you tried to copy him, and you're absolutely not. No, even no. if you tried to, you couldn't. Correct. You know, you can you can, and, and I love what you say about that process of of creating these roles and creating the previous roles, which is that part of the creation of the roles is not about any one thing that you did. Correct. But it's about what the impact is on the character and the story as embodied yes. by you in this particular moment. Oh, I love that you phrased it that way because that's exactly it, right? It's what's on the page, what's the story we are telling. Yes. We are yes. Yes, exactly. yes, yes, yes. Well, then well, well, so so you you've you've had to um you've had the privilege of uh, um uh, learning and performing songs written by Sir Lin Manuel Miranda. Yes, and now <laughs> you're introducing songs by Sir Elton John. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I'm sorry that makes me so giddy. It may, it really does because it's just surreal. There were there have been so many moments in this process where I I just, I, I mean, I really, they were like pinch yourself, you know, kind of moments. The very first time, so a new song written by Elton John came into our rehearsal process, you know, and it was like, it, it was my first time experiencing what that process is with someone who's across, you know, the pond, so to speak. Yeah. And so, so here he is singing the demo which I'm so used to Lynn sending me these scratch demos of, of him singing whatever changes and new songs and such. But like Lynn and I are friends, right? So like that's that's just like my buddy sending me the material, get get to work, Javier, do your homework, do your homework. But but this this moment of like hearing Elton John come through the speakers as we're learning a new song, and it was like, what is my life? Like, what, what is this? This is insane. So yes, yes, I I I think um I I think I'm I'm like one of the luckiest human beings on the planet. It's it's it is something else to be in the room with Lynn when he's composing and working and creating and and his mind is thinking. I have a wonderful story where I, I'm forgetting what num what what song it was in the show. Uh, it's an exchange with Jefferson between Jefferson and, and and Hamilton, and I'm totally forgetting what 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 number it was. But Lynn was working on a specific rhyme. He wanted to make a change, so he says to the room, "What rhymes with X Y Z?" Right, and like I remember sitting there going, "You're asking us, <laughs> like 
I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like, I mean, I froze. I was like, I don't know what to tell you. And then he starts mouthing off these words that I'm like, I don't even know what that word means. I'm just not even going to participate. I'm going to sit here and wait till he comes up with it and be a soundboard and just wait and support, you know, because it's like brilliance happening in front of you. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's essentially what this process has been like as well. It's just like, you know, just, just, you can add whatever I can and give whatever I can as the artist, but to sit back and watch the genius work. Yeah pretty good I, well and, and 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 there's nothing better than making theater with your buddies oh yes i, I love it and but but as you're as i'm hearing you the other thing is true too you walk into a room full of artists who are now your new buddies yeah yeah assuming it's everybody really... has the same sort of energy and vibe that you have oh totally totally but but you know this i gotta say i'm i'm my experience has given me something that 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 I, I, what I'm very used to is walking in early in a, in the process. Right. Right. So, so in the Heights, I joined the process in 2005. It had only been about two or three years in, in development and like lightly, right. Like they hadn't really hit the ground running yet. And it was when I joined that it really like built up steam until we were off Broadway and Broadway. Yeah. And, and so I was in there early and Hamilton, I was there when it was six songs Right. It was like a, a mu some music stands and a bunch of our friends, you know, and, and we were just learning some music. Right. It was literally six songs. Yeah. So I'm used to coming in at a time where the idea isn't even fully realized yet. Right. So this was different because, you know, the pandemic uh, delayed the process of, of, of creating yeah. the Devil Wears Prada and but there's there's years before I joined this of of workshops and creation and bonding and friendships and 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 familiarity and family and so I really walking into this that was probably the the, the strangest and newest part for me was like how to join something that's already existing yeah. and I'm the luckiest again uh, in the planet because I walked into a room full of people who are nothing but love like there's no bad egg in this room and and i hope that by saying that i'm not the bad egg you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but like literally like there, there's there's no there's no energy from anyone that isn't like hi welcome you're part of us now you're in this room now we're, we're so happy to have you yeah. and that kind of reception made it feel so easy to step into the process of creation and experimenting, right? You know, because yeah. that's what we do in rehearsal is, I'm gonna try this, I'm gonna try this. That didn't work, that didn't work. And you have to be willing to embarrass yourself a little bit in, in front of everyone to, to try the things. And that room made it so safe. And it, I mean, this is a beautiful group of people that I would go to war with. Never, 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 never look back. Hi, I'm Ann Hitch, and you are listening to the Reduced uh, Shakespeare Company podcast. People are going to go, really? That's oh, Ann Hitch? You're going to go, what? Go absolutely nuts for this, Austin. Watch out. Where can you RSC the RSC? 
The Reduced Shakespeare Company will return to touring this fall of 2022, performing Hamlet's Big Adventure, a prequel in Rolla, Missouri on September 21st, Bloomington, Illinois on September 23rd, Jasper, Indiana on September 25th, and the Wharton Center in East Lansing, Michigan on November 9th and 10th. Check out the touring page at our website, ReducedShakespeare.com, or our Twitter feed, at Reduced, for the latest information. Now back to my conversation with Javier Munoz, the veteran of both In the Heights and Hamilton, who's now starring in the pre-Broadway Chicago run of The Devil Wears Prada. I was asking him the difficulties of being in previews for a new musical. Can you talk a little bit about the challenges of incorporating changes in the day during the to the script and the songs during the day, which is process, and performing the show as it exists that in the evening, which is product. Yes. That is probably the hardest part of the preview process. You know, the the endurance that it takes physically to, to execute the hours, you build up to that, right? You find that. But the day-to-day mind function, brain function, heart function as an artist, as a performer to connect to brand new dialogue, brand new lyrics and make it work that night. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I have to say, I, 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 I escaped relatively unscathed. My changes day to day were like, in my opinion, it's harder to change like one word in that sentence yes. or two words, two lyrics in that song, yeah. you know, because, because it, it's so small that if you're not constantly saying it in your brain, you're just going to forget it, right? So yeah. Yeah. so it's the, that's what I got. That was my challenge was like, okay, it's that one word. You got to get that one word. But there were whole new sections of music entered, you know, given to someone in the, in the morning and there it was being performed that night. And it's, I think it's, it's probably akin, I've never really done the daytime soap opera circuit, but I kind of think it would be relative to that, mm-hmm. where they're writing on the fly, giving it to these actors who, you know, I just don't know how they do it. Right. You know, you're, you've literally just gotten this whole scene on your lap, memorize it and make it work. And then, you, you know, you watch the daytime soap and you're like, I, how, how did you do that? How did you do that? Right. right. Um, so I think that's, that's that's essentially what it was like in this process. I've been in in other processes, especially in the Heights, where we've gotten new songs, new choreography. Oh, you know where it's like you learn it that morning and it's going in that night, and you're running it for your life because yeah. it's not even just your own safety and your body, but everyone else's around you. Because if you don't get it right, you're knocking someone in the teeth. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's yeah, it's it's yeah, you know. So it it's it really is um, both thrilling but immensely challenging, and it 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 just has to bring out all of the best of what you do. Yeah, you have got two of the arguably best songs in the show: uh, uh, "Dress Your Way Up" um, and uh, and "Scene" in Act Two, which is my goodness, it's like Ring of Keys from mm-hmm. Fun Home that. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and the way you yeah. do it is so beautiful. What is, I know you're an activist as well. Yes. Um, what does that song mean to you? Oh my gosh. That's, that's like an extra hour on your <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I got nothing but time, baby. <laughs> you know, that, that, 
when I auditioned, so I auditioned for this prior to the pandemic. So it was literally January of 2020 when I went through my callback process for this. And then the pandemic hit and everything went into lockdown. And I I just, I, I mean, that song, Dress Your Way Up is just so much fun and thrilling. It is a gorgeous arc of a story to tell in that it's like self-contained, right. you know, and I just, I love every breath of it from the moment the turntable starts and we're turning around. I'm like, yeah, here we go. You know, I'm just like, come on audience. We're going to have a good time, you know, but, like, <laughs> but with scene it's um, structurally, it, it is what I love about the challenge of, of acting. It is, is you can't sit in, in the, um, it doesn't work if I'm going to sit in the sentimentality. Yeah, <clears throat> it can't work. Right, right. So that so I have to, I really can't approach telling that particular story <clears throat> in that moment with knowing the knowing the end, knowing where it's you know knowing that it's it, it is a sentimental moment. I can't do that. Right. So so it's a wonderful challenge of so what am I doing? Right. What is where is he starting from? And he's really starting from a place of their French, their relationship has come so far that he's ready finally to open up to her, mm. right? So this is the first time he's really going to let her in. And and so it, it's got to start there, right? From the friendship, from the connection that they've made. And and thank God I have the wonderful Taylor to work with. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it's such, it's so precious to look in her eyes and have our moments. It's, I, I, I'm so fortunate. And that that so technically that's what it's like that song when i first sang it for for my auditions and 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 callbacks were it was the hardest song not to just cry you know when at, at the height of the song i don't know that there's and i think i'm going to say two things i i i don't know that there's anyone in the lgbtq plus community who can't immediately immediately find them see themselves in from the start of the song all the way through and in the climax of the number just feel it feel it wholeheartedly yeah but i also don't think there's any human being who can't relate to the idea of i found my place right and i want to give that to i see i'm getting emotional already just saying that i want to give that to someone else i want to offer that to someone after me because I found my place and I want to give that to whoever's feeling lost. Yeah. Right. And so it, it, it's, it, it, um, it is a beautifully written song. It is a, it is an honor to, to, to perform that. Um, there's not, I've had the great fortune to, to be part of original casts of so many musicals and be, be, be part of the moments of creating songs that live on this is so entirely different and and separate. I, I've said this to so many friends. I've said this to my therapist even. I can't believe I have the fortune to originate this song. I, I really can't. I really can't. And it's and and you said it. You know, I am an activist, and my activism is equal in in my energy and effort to my career. The message of this song is at the heart of what I do. And and so really, 
for audiences who don't know me, they're 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 getting the journey of the character in the moment. But for audiences who do know who do know me and do know what my work is and do know how I feel about my activism and the things I, I speak up about and stand up for and fight for, they're getting that other layer of, yeah, that's me telling this particular story also, not just the character Nigel, but Javier performing this. Yeah. And and so I, I think it's it's um it's like stars aligning. It really is. It and I've said it so many times. I'm I feel so so lucky to get to be the person who's who's bringing this this song to audiences for the first time. Well, it's a goosebump moment for even those of us who don't know you as well as other people. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, except for one more thing, where Javier tells the story of who came to see his very first performance as Alexander Hamilton on Broadway, which I'll share with you in about 60 seconds, so stick around. The Devil Wears Prada runs for only one more week here in Chicago until August 21st, but the hope and expectation is that it will open on Broadway sometime in 2023. Go to broadwayinchicago.com for more information, and you can follow Javier on Twitter at jmunozactor or on Instagram at javiermofficial. Then send us your reinvention of a famous role via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com or throw a comment to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram or on our own actual website, reducedshakespeare.com or visit my website, theshakespeareance.com. Thanks, as always, to fashionista Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and GarageBand. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Mike Murdoch. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Anne H., the phenomenal actress who sadly passed away this weekend at the age of 53. I had the great privilege of working with Anne on the series Everwood, and she was warm, funny, focused, welcoming, incredibly talented, and equally lovely a few years later when we met again as fellow parents at our kids' school. My heart goes out to her family and loved ones for their and our great loss. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. Please continue to stay safe, get your boosters, and keep your masks on. I'm Austin Titchener, 819 2457ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. And now, Javier Munoz shares the story of performing the role of Alexander Hamilton on Broadway for the very first time in front of President Barack and Michelle Obama. I, I'd gone on as Hamilton when we were at the public theater, right? I was the Sunday guy. We, you know, Tommy and the producers were, were trying to establish what the balance would be. And so I was one time a week and we toyed with Thursday. We toyed with Tuesday. You know, we toyed with one of the Wednesdays and it was like Sunday works best. And so I became the Sunday guy. And that was also really beautiful for Lynn to sit out because he was always in the building, but sitting out and like watching his baby, right? Watching his piece and like shaping and crafting and being able to, you know, trust me with it. Obviously we built the character together. So he, he knew he could sit out there and construct. Yeah. And when we got to Broadway, we were in previews and I had three, I had been given three dates, three specific dates that I knew I was going to go on in the preview process. And in the, as you know, in the preview process, that's the time for the composer to make any final changes before we open and the show is thus frozen, mm -hmm. right? And no more changes. So 
These were three dates that were closer to opening night so that Lynn could sit out and be composer. Uh, the first of those dates was a Saturday, and um, it was the week of that performance. And I was headed into the theater, and um, I always went in early, like super early, because I just got used to the fact that new things were being thrown at me all the time. And because I, I wasn't getting as many reps as Lynn, if new material was being thrown out, I needed to grab it, memorize it say in that moment. And yeah. then here, you know, watch Lynn and just soak it in because if he falls and something happens or gets the flu or gets a stomach something, you know, I'm on. Yeah. So like it, there was no time to just hesitate. Right. Yeah. So I was so used to that, that I, I was already on my way into the theater when Tommy called me and asked me to come in early. I'm like, I'm waiting for the train. I'll see you in like 10 minutes, you know, <laughs> like, great. I'll be there. But he wanted to talk. Right. So my direct, like, I mean, Tommy and I are friends, but my director called me to come in early and I'm thinking, oh my God, I did something wrong. I did something wrong. That's it. This, what did you do? You're, you're, oh, this is it. This is, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Like, oh, you <laughs> pessimistic, thinking the worst of everything. Right. <laughs> so I, I get to the theater and uh, Lynn and Tommy are sitting at the front of, of, of the house close to the, to the pit. And so I, I meet them there. And Tommy is explaining to me that indeed the president is coming to uh, to the show, and he he as he's explaining that it's it it's going to be, you know, the Saturday matinee this week, which was my first preview performance. And I'm thinking in my brain, okay, so Lynn's going to go on, so you know maybe they'll give you another date. Like I, I'm I'm trying to prepare myself for for anticipate what he might say. So that I'm I'm emotionally like cool about it, right? Yeah. Right. And um, I miss I literally almost miss him say, "You and we want you to do the show." And he pauses, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> and and Lynn just turns to me and says, "And you're going to be great." And I was like, "I heard what I heard. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm oh my god!" <laughs> right? So so Tommy's like, "We wanted to tell you beforehand so that you can." go off have your feelings <laughs> and then we're gonna you know gather as a cast and i'll announce that to the cast and i was like oh my god thank you because i literally ran up to my dressing room and freaked out like freaked out um that was my first performance in the broadway version of this show wow my very first performance as hamilton in in, in the broadway production was for President Obama. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's enough pressure for that to be my first. Then it's going to be for the president. So it, it really was like, like excitement, but also like, what, what do I do with this? So really, I just, I sat for a second and said to myself, you know, I always made a, during In the Heights, I, I always made a promise to myself that I would not, no matter who was in the house, I was always going to do the same performance. Like it didn't matter if it was an, an artist I respect or honor or some family member who makes, I'm so excited that they're there. It makes me nervous. I just want to be perfect for them. You know, although, although all the emotional things we feel. And, and I, I, I promised myself that like everyone would get an equal performance and it would be my best no matter what. And so that's something I, I, I've, I tried to instill in me from in the heights all the way through my career. 
So I very rarely get nervous, honestly, whenever I hear someone's in the house. It's like, you're going to get the same show I do, the same excellence I give every performance. That's my integrity. That's how I do. And so I sat with it and sat with that feeling and said, you know, realistically, this is Lynn's first time to sit out. This is his first, his first moment. So separate of my friend, this is my composer's first moment to see his show. So that's my responsibility. That's the work I have to do that day. There's nothing else, right? There's going to be lots of hubbub, Javier, lots of hubbub around you. But your job is to deliver this story to Lynn. So that's my focus. And that got me through, to be quite honest. I slept completely fine the night before and um, got up. I I got on my way to the theater. We were warned because of security to bring a playbill and your ID. So I got to the, the, you know, there were several stops along the way of security. And I got to the last security guy who was like not going to let me through. And I was like showing him the playbill and my ID and like ready to tell him, I'm literally playing Hamilton. Like, <laughs> like you are stopping the guy who's supposed to be performing the show. Like, you know, like, but he, he like saw it and let me through. I got through and I'm in, you know, at the time it's, it's Lynn's dressing room and I'm sharing it when I go on. Uh-huh. And so I'm in that, in the dressing room and Tommy comes in to make sure that I slept. You know, he was anticipating that I got like no sleep. And I was like, <laughs> no, I slept fine. I feel great. You know, and I really did. I really was like, I ha- I have a job to do. Yeah. But what I will never forget is, I mean, there are so many moments in that performance and we got to meet him at intermission because apparently if he had come backstage at the end of the show, because of security, none of the other houses in a certain, um, uh, uh, you know, um, um, radius. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) A certain radius around our theater could not leave. Audiences would not be able to leave until he left. So in order to not inconvenience the entire theater district, um, (laughs) he came at intermission. Mm -hmm. And so we got to meet him. And then, you know, we had a normal, Uh, end of show but the moment that stands I mean meeting him was quite a moment but in in terms of performance the the moment that always stands out is just the very first entrance that I make and the Alexander Hamilton and then the it was it was really you know that was that always was the applause the audience gave to Lynn and to me coming out to portray the character right but in that moment it was it was it was the permission for the entire house to celebrate the moment that we were having yeah and those cheers went on for like eight days right like (laughs) (laughs) it was next Saturday when we finally got to do this show it was forever and I will never forget that because it was a shared joy of the moment right and again it was a perspective it's like Remember, Javier, this isn't about me. It's not about you, Javier. This is about all of us, right? So like this, like enjoy this, right? So it really was, uh, that performance was the most on fire that we had ever been. And I mean, our lead producer even said that to me at intermission. (laughs) It was so funny. He's like, 
and you, you're on fire. Literally, there's flames coming out of you. You're on fire. <laughs> I started laughing because it's like, there's no other thing to be other than, you know, your absolute peak. Um, it was it was so thrilling. And the times in my life when I get, when I feel self-doubt, when I feel nervous, um, I'm, I'm friends with Laura Linney and she said this to me once. Uh, and she she's like, that's in your spine. It'll never go away. Mm. Hamilton's in your spine, you know, yeah. and like and that and it's true in the moments of self-doubt or and, you know, anxiousness that maybe I won't rise to an occasion or mm. I'm tackling something that's new. It's a new challenge. And I don't know if I if I can do it, if I can meet it. I literally do remind myself of the of the moments with Hamilton and say, you did that. You did that. So you can do this, like, like wonderful that you're a human being and you have self-doubt, cool, not helpful. <laughs> What's helpful is that Hamilton is in your spine, own that, get to work, you know? So it really is a forever thing that lives literally in my bones. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company, reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less.